Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you love listening to vinyl records but wish you had a better way of storing your collection, check out Records on Walls. This Canadian company has created a sleek, simple framing design with no glass that allows you to quickly and simply display your records. They're easy to install on any surface, they fit double LPs and gatefolds, and each unit sells for as little as 7 bucks. So, if you love your vinyl and want an accessible way of showing it off, check out recordsonwalls.com. Creative Control with Vish Khan. Hey, how you doing there? You doing okay? I'm doing just fine. Before I tell you a little bit about this episode, I want to send a special shout out to Toronto's Frank Viva. Frank Viva is an artist who is actually, a, and an author, children's author. He's appearing at the Eden Mills Writers Festival, uh, September 15th in the village of Eden Mills. And you can learn more about uh, his appearance at EdenMillsWritersFestival.ca. But Frank is uh, an illustrator as well, and he often does the covers for The New Yorker. And I'm just looking at uh, my issue of the September 2nd uh, New Yorker, and there's Frank. He's drawn this thing. It seems to be a, an ice cream stand at maybe at Coney Island. And there's a guy and a dog is eating some ice cream that's fallen. Anyway, go to your magazine stand or check your mailbox if you subscribe to The Do you subscribe to The New Yorker? I feel like this subscription is winning. I can't keep up with it. I, I can't read every issue. I want to. Can't do it. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Anyway, thanks to... I mean, not thanks. Congrats. Congrats to Frank Viva. And thanks for being good. On the show today, Mark Arm. Mark Arm of Mudhoney and I have a chat about the band. Their 25th anniversary. They've got some shows coming up in support of their latest record, Vanishing Point. And uh, someone made a documentary about them at the end of last year. Now someone's written a book, a biography about them. So... People love Mud Honey. I love Mud Honey. I'm going to go see them in Toronto when they play at Lee's Palace. So very exciting. So here, here we go. Me and Mark Arm. Now. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud independent family business run by a punk rocker. Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. Its gourmet panzerati, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, 
And oh man, the pizza. The pizza. Personally, I like the gourmet domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Mark Arm is a singer and guitarist based in Seattle, Washington. 25 years ago, he co-founded Mudhoney, one of America's best and most influential underground rock bands. They were profiled in a great documentary called I'm Now, the story of Mudhoney, which was released at the end of 2012. And now, they're the subject of a biography called Mudhoney, the sound and the fury of Seattle by author Keith Cameron. The book covers the entire history of the band right up to their ninth album, the rocking, well-received Vanishing Point, which came out earlier this year via Sub Pop Records. Mudhoney's uh, latest tour brings them to Montreal's Il Matour on September 1st and Toronto's Lee's Palace on September 2nd. And here now to discuss this further is Mark Arm. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good, Vish. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. It's nice to speak to you again. Uh, where in the world are you? I am at the Sub Pop Warehouse in Seattle, Washington. Oh, nice. How's work going today? Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> is it going especially well, or are you just are you trying to look on the bright side? Uh, it, it's going all right. You know, I packed up a couple of, finished up a couple of international orders, and right now I'm doing an interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's, a, it's not a bad day. All right. Well, I, I do want to take a second to uh, wish you a, a happy 25th anniversary. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, we usually mark that in January, because that was like the first time uh, uh, the four original members practiced together was like on New Year's Day uh, in 1988. Yeah, I remember we, you and I spoke in, I think, December of 2012, so I couldn't quite wish you a happy anniversary then. It was too early. And now, too early. Now Although, I'm... you know, Steve, Steve and Dan and I had been like practicing together probably since November. Of eighty-seven. Oh, okay. So then, then I was kind of on the money. I was closer then than I yeah. am right now. I now it might have been. Well, you know, it's still the same. It's still the year. You know. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to to be uh, untoward. Well, are people making a big enough deal about this for for you for your? For your... <laughs> uh, it feels like a lot of a lot of a lot has been made of it. It's been kind of a crazy uh, like last year. I I guess. Uh, from you know the the idea that there's this documentary out on us and a book and you know we got a new record and the Sub Pop's 25th anniversary where we did weird shit like play on top of the Space Needle and uh, you know had a couple free shows around town that were all ages and open to everyone special stuff yeah the uh, the Space Needle show was that part of the Sub Pop Silver Jubilee celebrations yeah it was. Uh, Two days before the actual uh, blocking off of the Georgetown neighborhood and having all the bands play, so it was kind of in the run-up to it. Yeah, 
Okay, and so you played. How did it work? You guys, you went up the the Space Needle is like a tower in Seattle, right? Yes. So yes. you you went up it, the you went up the tower and played at the top. Is that how it worked? It, that's exactly how it works. And the <laughs> roof, the most of the roof is kind of a sloping thing, hmm. but there's this little part of it in the center that's about twenty five feet in diameter. But the middle of that, it's sort of like a donut that you can't like. You, there's not a hole, but there's like a the needle protrudes out from the middle of it and that takes up probably another six feet in diameter so you end up really with about like nine feet from that thing to the edge to work with so it was a it was a slight logistical challenge to actually play it as a venue uh well you know we i went up there a couple times to see one to see if it was like the first time just to see if it would be feasible at all, and then once we decided it was, and went up there with uh, people from KXP and our sound engineer and our tech guy to like see where we could set up, and our uh, and we brought up a, a rigger with us because the last couple of uh, stories are pretty much straight up, and it would be really hard to be carrying amps up there. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. So it was a bit of an adventure. It sounds like it was an adventure. You know, a lot of people. When there's like a tourist kind of landmark in their city, uh, you know, if they live in the city, they they have very little interaction with that touristy landmark. What what is yeah. your what has your relationship been like with the Space Needle as a longtime resident of of Seattle? Oh, I think I probably went up it a couple times when I was a kid. Um, uh, I actually got like a, a a gift certificate for. There's a restaurant at the top that spins around slowly. Um, and my wife and I went there for our, uh, anniversary. That was a couple of weeks after playing on top of the Space Needle. Oh, weird. <laughs> so you had a, you had a bunch of interaction with the Space Needle in this, uh... Recent, like, a, some a long time ago, and then, you know, some very recently. Okay. And then none for a very, very long time. <laughs> well, that's interesting. The Space Needle is some kind of homing beacon for milestones for you. I guess so. <laughs> At uh, least it was this year. Yeah, at least this year. Was it a, was it a significant uh, uh, wedding anniversary as well? I mean, they're all significant. But you... uh, it was it was it's all they're always significant. It was nineteen. Okay, there you go. Which I as I as I recall, you you when we were speaking about uh, the twenty fifth anniversary, the impending anniversary of Mudhoney, you're like, why do people make such a big deal about twenty five? It's just a number. Twenty four is just a special. <laughs> so maybe nineteen is just that's nineteen yeah, is the new twenty. Not... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so that sounds like you've been doing a lot of special stuff for the anniversary. Has has uh, Matt Lucan been involved? Your original? Uh, uh, he hasn't been. He hasn't played or anything. But you know, he came down. Uh, I think he came down to Georgetown. Um, yeah, he didn't come to. Our, we played a, a show at the Mural Amphitheater last weekend. He didn't come down to that because it was his birthday. He apparently just got drunk and went home early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I was just curious if there. Yeah, that's that's that sounds like something based on what I know of him, which is only you know, uh, I don't know him at all. But that sounds like something he would do. Yes, it does <laughs> indeed. So yes, we've discussed that first. There was this movie. Uh, then there's this book. Can you can you a lot of sort of talking about your history in the last year, as you mentioned. What can you actually tell us uh, about the book? Well, I haven't read a finished copy. I read. Um like an early galley copy and and help and send in some corrections and stuff. Um, 
I'm not sure if <laughs> my advice was taken. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, a copy of the book is on the way. I, I know it's like it's it's getting released in the UK like a good half a year before it comes out over here. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's backtrack a second. You say you made suggestions and corrections. Corrections seems self-explanatory. What kind of suggestions might might? Oh, well, I mean that the. No real suggestions, but like yeah, yeah, corrections. Like, okay. Uh, there was there was actually this happened in this year or whatever. You oh, know? okay, okay, all right. Just that kind of nitpicky sort of stuff. And what can you tell us about uh, Keith Cameron, the author of this book? How, how does he have any particular relationship with the band other than being a fan? Do you know him? We've uh, we met him the first time we went to the UK. He was a writer for Sounds, um, and he he was there at the. Uh, uh, the the quote unquote riot that happened at the School of Oriental African Studi- and African Studies mm-hmm. that we played mm-hmm. it was just basically a, a stage that collapsed and people got a little enthusiastic but he was like you know one of the people who was like trying to maintain order and <laughs> you know you know it's funny that like you know he was there to cover the show and then all of a sudden got enlisted into like actually working <laughs> right wow okay so the, but the, this moment struck him as this was obviously something that was key in his life because it triggered a, a whole book. Well, I don't know if that triggered the book, but it, it, it's. I think it's the book might start off with that. Oh, okay. Just his recollection of this supposed yeah. riot, right? Yeah. Well, that's an exciting way. Yeah. To, exciting way to start the book. So you've uh, you've had a movie. There's a book. You've put out records. So what other mediums can Mudhoney explore that uh, I'm not thinking of? Is there is there something else you'd you need to do. Uh, we, uh, I'd really love to do a podcast someday, <laughs> like just be on a podcast. <laughs> well, I, I have some news for you, Mark. You, you're actually you're on a podcast right now. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, you can say. Wow, <laughs> you can actually say that because you're on a podcast. It's like the old, it's like the Wild West. Oh my god! I think I've uh, covered everything. I think I can. <laughs> Die happy now. <laughs> have you have you not been on a podcast until now? I feel that's 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 that seems like a travesty. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's hard to tell where like everything goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. I've, I've heard that from in, in all aspects of life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has all of the uh, all of this reflection by others? Because I feel like a lot of the celebration of the anniversary seems to be coming from. Uh, external forces, uh, you know, people are making movies, people writing books about you, but has all of that reflection made it hard for you and the band to concentrate on the present and the future, like just the, like the things you need to do? No, not really. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no, no real elaboration on that, I guess. No, you know, we just uh, do what we do, and every once in a while just kind of like go, it's weird, that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're sent a galley of a book that is a biography of your of your working life, I mean, on some level, you've got to kind of get into it, right? You've got to... Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it was like Stranger uh, dealing with a documentary just because that was the first time something like that had happened. Mm-hmm. And so by the time the book happened, it was like sort of used to the idea of this sort of examination of our work or whatever it is that we do yeah yeah <laughs> so so but i mean you just have these people buzzing around you trying to figure you out 
basically. <laughs> Figure out what makes you tick and, and all that sort of stuff, I assume. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an interesting year. We're also celebrating the 20th anniversary of Nirvana's In Utero, which, you know, I know you don't have anything to do with, but you did have a kind of a proximity to the band. Your histories are kind of inter- intertwined. Uh, does that milestone mean something to you? Absolutely not. Not in any way. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because... it, means, it means nothing to me. <laughs> what did you make of that record when it came out? Um, you know, I don't really remember listening to it very much at all. Oh, okay. I I don't know the history in terms of like I my. You have to understand where I'm coming from a little bit in that I recently spoke to Steve Albini uh, a great length about this record, and then also spoke to Chris Novoselic about it. So I kind of have it on my mind. And um, oh, right, right. And that's all. That's all there is to it, really. I I guess I'm just curious if, and I and I don't know if you. Uh, were as, as connected to the band towards the end of their um, existence, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I, oh, we we definitely weren't. Oh, you weren't. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Well, I just was curious because it's a lot of us are kind of celebrating the this as a. It, it seemed like an important record to come out of, of of your community. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But I, I appreciate that you don't want to talk about. It. Well, what's next for you? What's next? Uh, uh, for you and and the follow up to to vanishing point uh you know just intermittent touring whenever we can like uh we managed to fit in four days worth over the labor day weekend uh part of which will be spent in canada and toronto and montreal mm-hmm. um and then in september we do a 10 day tour around gonerfest uh that goes from dc to texas and um we're going to Australia and New Zealand for uh, the Big Day Out Festival and a couple of shows on our own in January. Oh, and we're um, playing some, like, five Northwest dates with Pearl Jam uh, in the first week of December. Okay, so you've got mostly uh, touring plans at this point. There aren't uh, yeah. there aren't writing or recording yeah. things to discuss at this point. Not at this point. Okay. Um Here's but we should probably actually think about moving in that direction so we don't take five years between records. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, it's some some bands have a tendency when as they as their time becomes more precious, uh, they actually work more. Like they actually become a little more prolific. Like it, some bands who have taken as much time as you guys normally take between records start to ramp it up a little bit. Is is there a move towards that? Uh, there isn't at this point. It's kind of difficult for us to just get together more than like once every two weeks one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Once a week if we're really on a roll. Mm-hmm. Steve moved down to Portland, so that's like six hours away, or two, three hours away. It's a six-hour round trip uh-huh. anytime we want to practice. And, you know, he's got kids to take care of and a bunch of stuff to do down there that he can't just take off. Right. So it just makes it harder to actually write together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, that's... Uh... Yeah, because we're, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're a band that doesn't have, like, a primary songwriter. We... Uh, we, we're a collaborative unit, you know, mm-hmm. and I like working that way. I prefer working that way. Um, like I think uh, allowing other people to express their ideas, uh, let something happen that is ends up being generally being cooler than like if I just come with a whole song from top to bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's you're saying it's basically it's a collaborative band. So if the band can't collaborate, it doesn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. So are, what about you? Are you you usually keep yourself busy? Are you doing other stuff beyond Mud Honey? Um, yes, but not musically. Oh, what are you up to? Oh, you know, just doing stuff uh, with my family and trying to go surfing as much as possible. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I meant sort of artistic kind of expression, not necessarily. Well, I mean. Uh, Raising a family, I can tell you, as someone who's trying to do it now, eh, there's a little bit of artistry involved. Uh, there's kind of artistry in surfing, although I'm not at the point where I can <laughs> how, uh, express that. How long have you? I, been- I have these. I have these desires that, but I just can't make them happen. <laughs> I think the ultimate desire for you might be to end up surfing on a podcast. I think that would be. That would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you would do that, but uh, <laughs> if you can figure it out. How long have you been surfing? About seven years. Oh, okay. And maybe only started doing it with any frequency about three years ago. How often do you go? Uh, well, this summer I've been going whenever I can, which is probably usually like every other weekend or something like that. Oh, okay. And you've got, you're right by the ocean there. You've got good waves uh, near Seattle? Uh, the closest place is two and a half hours away. Oh, Seattle, okay. Seattle's on the water, but it's it's not the open ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have to. It's it's as if we were in Vancouver or something. So you have to go to the other side of Vancouver Island to get to the surf. So what? You know what I'm how did you end up at a point where seven years ago you're you know you're 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 definitely a man that's a little bit older than me? How do you end up taking t- taking? A, <laughs> I was being <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I was just taking. I was. Being, uh, you know, I I think it was. You know, I grew up like skiing and skateboarding and then eventually snowboarding. And I always kind of felt like, even when I was a kid, skiing and and skateboarding, you know, I would watch like surfing on TV and just think like that is like the third leg of the stool. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, That's the other third leg of the stool. That was a really dumb (laughs) (laughs) analogy. But, uh, you know, it's like these... Sports are really related to each other. Yeah, and, um, I, I understood. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, why does the stool only have three legs? But some stools have... Because a three-legged stool is more stable than a four-legged stool. That's 
that's true, is it? I'm not. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Because um, even even if one uh, on a three-legged stool, if like one of the legs is like a hair shorter than another, it's not going to be rocking around. Like you know, it's still oh, going to be distributes the weight better. Just just try it. Just to get on, get, get yourself on a three-legged stool. My son has a three-legged feel stool. Feel the difference. No, my son has a three-legged stool up in his room, and he's two years old, and sometimes he stands on it, and he, he wipes out. He just... They, shh. <laughs> shave, shave, shave one of the legs off and see if you can like make it rock back and forth. Every time I look at it, I'm like, ah, oh, if only it had a fourth leg. That's what I think, and now you're telling me the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's interesting. It's cool that you're just here. Basically, you've come up with a... Uh, a catalog of uh, items, sporting items that require kind of balance and speed, and you're just you're chronicling them all. You're just gathering them all up so that you've done them all. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> well, uh, like uh, one thing that I like about surfing is, is it doesn't hurt nearly as much as when you fall skateboarding. Yeah, well... Uh, and, and at my age, that's a big deal. Sure, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was sort of alluding to earlier when I made a slight intimation that you were older than me because yeah i don't want you to hurt yourself because it might take longer to recover you know these hip these hips are fragile <laughs> are the are the pearl jam guys are surfers aren't they uh yeah jeff's a, a skateboarder i mean he's got like in his, his property in montana he's got like two bulls oh okay okay <laughs> yeah. so you go so you, you go so you but you haven't talked skating or surfing with with that band um we're both going to be in Australia together, so I'm going to like uh, ask Eddie if he's going to be surfing. There's going to be plenty of time, it looks like. Oh, cool! And see if I can like uh, hitch a ride with them when they go. Nice. All right. Well, good. I'm good. It sounds like you're totally right. Mud Honey can take its time. You've got other stuff to do, including surfing. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to make records. You're surfing. That's good. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. That's more, much more important. <laughs> One of the key uh, dates that stuck out for me on your tour schedule is in Nashville. Uh, in September, you're playing at a thir- right. Third Man Records. Right, right. And uh, historically, traditionally, when people play Third Man Records, live records uh, emerge shortly thereafter. Is there talk of doing that? No, oh, that, that that's, I guess, the whole point. Is that the only point? Like, I know they have a performance space, but I didn't know if they... You do it. You if you. If that, you that's, that's what they... You know, that was the whole offer to us, was if you want to play here... You had to put out a record. Oh wow! So how does that is that how does that? Well, I mean, you you get final say. Like if you feel like your performance sucks for whatever reason, they won't put it out. But it's like we're pretty easy. Yeah, it's like a direct to acetate setup or something. Like you you, don't you get a record like the day of after you're done or something like that. Um, they have that, but also I I've heard that uh, you know they back stuff up also. Oh, okay. Just in case that doesn't work. Okay, and and so who extends the invitation to you? You know, third man we associate with Jack White, and we some of us might assume that he has a lot of say in, in those decisions. Did did he reach out to you, or was it someone else? Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't exact. It wasn't Jack White. It might have been Ben. Um, and didn't reach out to me personally. I think they talk to Todd, our booking agent. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's you know? cool. So that... And, the, and then that... Then that... This whole thing with, like, Sub Pop, and is this something Sub Pop's into, you know, yeah, cause legally you got, or whatever. Yeah, you got, like, a legal logistical situation with two labels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, like, King Tough has done it before, so, you know, 
Yeah. It was, e- it was easy to work out. I have the Conan O'Brien one. I know that. I, and I think I have Jeff the Brotherhood did one. That that one's really good. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. What, I, what did Conan O'Brien do? Well, it was part of that. Uh, he did a tour, right? He did a tour after right, his show right. was canceled. And, they, and I went. I actually went to one of the shows. I obviously didn't go to the... Well, not obviously. I didn't go to the Nashville one, but I went to the one in Toronto. And it was like a review, review-style show. And uh, yeah, he just did like kind of covers and interpretations of kind of classic songs. And oh, it was, so it wasn't like Triumph the Insult, insult Comic Dog for 20 minutes? No, no, no. It wasn't, I mean, there was comedic elements, but no, it was just like, I'm going to do like uh, Poke Salad Annie, but I'm going to put new words in it and uh, that kind of thing, you know? Like I, uh, <laughs> like just like old... Like he just likes like Elvis songs and stuff like that. I mean, you, I don't know if you if you follow Conan. Have you seen his show? You probably you've been on that show, haven't you? Yeah, in like '95. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he just likes like classic kind of stuff. So he does. It's mostly that kind of stuff. Like on the. I remember when I saw him, he did a version of "On the Road Again," like the the uh, Willie Nelson song. But it, it was like I, I, I want to have my own show again. Like he kind of was doing that kind of thing, you know? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, just like kind of silly bits. But any, anyway, yeah. yeah. Him and Jack White are super tight, so uh, he also put out a... Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Conan, but they also put out... A, a, <laughs> a, they put out a comedic 7-inch, Third Man did. And uh, it's kind of cool. And I'm supposed to talk to them. I might... I'm supposed to talk to them about their... Um, I'm really into their uh, Blind Willie McTell and Charlie Patton reissues that they've been doing down there. Oh, I'm totally unaware of that. Oh wow. man, it's great. They're doing four. It's it's called the complete, complete chronological uh, collection of song music recordings. Recordings. So, I'm sorry, I don't know the full title, but it's like complete chronological recordings. So it's every single recording each of them have done, and it's spread over four twelve-inch uh, uh, vinyl records. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I got this Char- Charlie Patton box set. Like CD thing that came out years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that. That thing's a heavy duty. Uh, that's a yeah. heavy, heavy duty thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard, so would it be different than that? Uh, well, Except, I think it, or would it just be like on? I believe it's the same, but it's on vinyl, and um, and I I don't know. It's a little confusing because isn't, isn't that Charlie Patton box like seven CDs or something? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, so I don't know how they fit that much material. Like I look at the track list. Well, some of the Charlie Patton boxes, like, uh, like I think one disc is like people who were influenced by Charlie Patton. Oh, you know? okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because I wondered how they fleshed out that box. My friend had it, and I never, at the time when it came out, it was a fair amount of money, and yeah. I, I decided not to get it. But uh, then this thing came along, and it's great. It's just really, you know, Third Man have a, a pretty pretty nice aesthetic going on you know like all the records oh yeah 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 they, they look cool yeah. and they sound great and uh so i'm i'm pretty stoked about it and i um, you mentioned ben and i've been corresponding i owe him an email he sent me an email today so i gotta write him back but because uh, i said hey i want to talk to someone about these reissues so i don't know ben you know ben at third uh, yeah what, what yeah yeah what's his deal uh ben the guy who also like drums with uh um Jesus, the dirt bombs. Right, right, right. Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, him. Right, okay, yeah, it's him. Yeah. And he has something to do with yeah. Third Man. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I re- think he's like Jack White's cousin or something like that, or nephew. There's some weird oh. familial thing. Okay, I see. I didn't know. I just wrote to the Third Man general address and then saw that. Basically, I saw that he wrote, and then I've been kind of busy. 
So I haven't had a chance to write back yet, but uh, now, <laughs> now I'm talking to you about my inbox, Mark. This is what podcasts are like. Podcasts are just like, <laughs> let's talk about whatever, and, and it's great. Well, anyway, it sounds, so what this what this ultimately means, your visit to Third Man, is that somewhat soon, there might be a, a Mud Honey Live record that comes out. Yes. But do you know when? I mean, obviously there's a lot of factors, but do they give you a timeline? I... I uh don't know. I don't know. Okay. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out once we get in there. That's cool. I, I know. I spoke to the Melvins guys who were one of the first bands to do it, and they said it was a really cool experience. Yeah, I just saw that they uh, just really, one of the first bands to do it. I thought that just came out, didn't it? I just got a newsletter that mentioned the Melvins uh, release, but I don't know when they did it. Hmm. Anyway, maybe I, I'm maybe maybe I was lied to, or maybe I misunderstood something. <laughs> well, it could, it could have been recorded quite a while ago. I just saw that in the in the announcement about the Charlie Patton and uh, Blind Willie McTell records that uh, I just mentioned to you, it included uh, and also the Melvins thing. So I was like, oh, right, cool. right, right, yeah, yeah, because so, yeah. Charlie Patton, Blind Willie, Willie McTell, and the Melvins are three of the greatest blues artists out there. <laughs> Don't forget Mud Honey. I feel like Mud Honey is getting short shrift in your statement there, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I actually think you're right. That actually is true on some level, I believe. Anyway, <laughs> I want to let people know once again Mud Honey are the subject of a new book called Mud Honey: The Sound and the Fury of Seattle by author Keith Cameron, and their most recent album is a great one. It's out on Sub Pop. It's called Vanishing Point. The band is at Montreal's Il Motor on September 1st and Toronto's Lee's Palace on September 2nd. And you can learn more about them at mudhoneyonline.com. Uh, Mark, if we were to go to a, a new song from Vanishing Point, what would we? Uh, what would you like to hear? Uh, the song that's kind of been giving me the biggest thrill lately, I think, has been uh, The Only Son of the Widow from Nain. Oh, and why has it been giving you such a thrill? It's super fun to, to play live. Okay, it's just fun to play. All right, well let, let's let's yeah, find yeah. it. Is, is that that might be apparent when we hear it now? This is Mud Honey with the only son of the widow from Nain, and uh, Mark, uh, it's always a, a great pleasure to speak to you. I, I thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Vish. <laughs>
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.